Okay, you could start whenever. Welcome back to another episode of the Born Again Again podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Joe. We're an ex-Christian couple learning how to live on the other side of religion. On this podcast, we'll share our journey, reasons we left the church, things we're going through now, and ways we have grown since. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about our wedding, our wedding vows, and the first time we talked about divorce as a post-Christian couple and how that changed our relationship. So we'd like to first say that we are not relationship um, therapists in any way. Not by any means. And so this is just based on our own experience. We're going to be sharing what we went through, how we processed it, and we are still in um, a, a stage of processing it. And I think that we do want to be continually improving. By doing this podcast, we don't want anyone to think that they need to stay married to their spouse in order to have a successful life and relationship post-Christianity. Obviously, we stay together throughout this process, but there are times when staying together is best, and there are also times when getting a divorce is best, and everybody needs to decide this for themselves. So let's start off by talking about our wedding. Our Yes, our wedding vows. You found them recently, right? Yeah, so this is what really, I guess is the word incited this episode. Yeah. I found our wedding vows. I was just looking through our, my computer and I'm like, I wonder if I've saved them. I, I kind of thought I didn't. I thought they mm-hmm. were on my old, old computer. Or on like a backup drive or something. Yeah. Like just lost. Yeah. Basically. But they were, and I have a newer computer. So I was really surprised. I must've like carried them Good over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every computer, I carry them over. Um, we were married eight years ago mm-hmm. in May, on May 29th Which in that, 2011. That is so long. It is long. Because I'm 28. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Well, Girl, you're almost 29. Y- young cr- Christian love, you know. Yeah. We've been married for eight years, which does seem so long. We've been together for 10. Yeah. And um, right when we met and then up until maybe three years after we were married, we were pretty hardcore Christian. Yeah. Or longer after we've been married. Like five years. Yeah. Yeah. Of our marriage. It was all about Christianity. Yeah, um, and I know we did we did an episode earlier about kind of how our relationship changed uh, as a result of our deconversion. Mm-hmm. I feel like this will be just like a little bit more focused, probably. Yeah, a little bit more gritty. Yeah, gritty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I recently found our vows, and we were very and heavily influenced by the Christian culture at the time. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we even were talking about this the other day, um, and I don't know if it applies here, but we once we got engaged, we actually decided to stop kissing until yeah. our wedding day. <laughs> right. I don't know what where that really came from. Oh, it I feels, know why. Oh, you do? Yes, because I heard another girl in our Bible study or uh-huh. as part of our campus ministry yeah. say that that's what she was doing. Wow. And it do you know who I'm talking so about? You do. I do. Okay. <laughs> but I, I was like... <laughs> Wow, yeah. she is really, really holy and pure. Right, it's so like so inspiring. <laughs> we wanted to be as holy as possible because now she had just raised the bar. Yeah, I f- we were doing pretty well, anyways, right? Uh, yeah. Eh. I mean, but this was another level. <laughs> I know it, it was like a it was a level that was, I didn't even realize existed. Yes, that was the same thing. I was like, I was thinking, I heard this, and I was thinking, wow. You know, these other Christians, they have good ideas on yeah. how we can, like, be, stay pure before marriage and, like, and really show God that we're serious exactly. about this. It was like a personal challenge, like, almost as if it was a personal couple challenge. Can you do it? Who Are can you? Be the most pure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
And right. they didn't, they started it, they had never kissed. You know, oh, the, the yeah. thing is that if you're really holy, you don't kiss at all before at all. you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we had already kissed <laughs> lots. Right. And we were like, I don't know, I think that we really wanted to like amp up our faith or something. And when we got engaged, we decided what if we did this so that it would, we thought that it would make our, we thought that it would make our for like, our our kiss at the altar more special if yeah. we had waited the entire period of our engagement. Right. So our wedding was, I guess, it was a regular size. I feel like 200 people came or whatever. Okay. And it was yeah. in a, the small town where your family lived mm-hmm. and in Wisconsin. And we got married in our my parents' church. Mm-hmm sort of in the entryway, which was sounds weird, but it was actually a lot prettier than where they had church because there were these huge windows in the entryway yeah. and it was like really bright and nice. And where they normally had church was like kind a, of the typical church thing where it's like just a gym, yes. a gymnasium <laughs> and they have chairs, metal yeah. chairs, you know, and all that. So we, I don't know why we didn't get married at our church. I think what we wanted is I think we wanted to get married in a church, not like on, um, like some people just get married like i don't know at a pretty place (laughs) but we our church our actual church at the time was super ugly yeah their like church area was ugly and your parents church was ugly so the best option (laughs) if we wanted to get married in a church was my parents church in the the foyer area because (laughs) it was the prettiest (laughs) when you were saying that i was just thinking like why didn't we get married at our own church but then yeah that's why i don't know we had i don't know what this this reasoning was yeah Yeah, but we should have just not gotten married at a church or maybe our parents really wanted us to get married at a church well we apparently really wanted to get married at a church too and make god the absolute center of well that's true marriage and our marriage ceremony and all that that's Um, true we had my uncle officiate who was super christian we really looked up to him because he was He's like a missionary and he had stories about how he healed people and all kinds of stuff. We really looked up to him. Yeah. And he's also a very Zen person. Yeah. He's a counselor and he, I feel he's like. He's very Zen. Yeah. Yeah. So he, I always felt that he was definitely hearing from God because he seemed so peaceful and like right. he knew. He knew and when he everything. looked into your eyes, it, like they were so piercing. Stared into your soul, yeah. but in a good way. Yeah. Not like, not, not like piercing bad. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, apparently we really love your uncle, (laughs) (laughs) but he's the one we chose to do our wedding ceremony because we believed uh, that he was like an outstanding Christian, basically a Mm -hmm. great example of kind of who he wanted to be. And he was family. Yeah. Um, So yeah, wedding in a church, your uncle officiating it. Um, I'm trying to remember if we had anything else, like any other, especially Christian kind of ceremonies. I think that we sang... We might have sang a worship song. Yeah. And then we also sang a hymn. And we had my uncle share the gospel and ask, like, if people wanted to give their life to Jesus. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, that's true. I think he, it was casual. Like, he turned and just said, like, Katie and Joe basically have given their life to Christ. And if, and if anybody, any of you would like that, they invite you to do the same. Right. And it was, I remember it, he said it like that. And I was just like, that's a very nice, just nice way it wasn't it wasn't so much like i don't think he actually shared the full gospel no. or whatever and yeah yeah okay so that's what happened and then we read our vows yeah or whatever and so we found them like two weeks ago or mm-hmm. whatever four weeks ago i don't know um but we have not read them since we've we found them recently so 
I don't know. I, I don't exactly remember what yeah, they say. I haven't really read these at all. So this is... You haven't? No. Oh, man. You're in for, you're in for <laughs> Well, I can start. Okay, so okay. basically we're going to get married right now for all mm-hmm. of you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As a as Christian couple. <laughs> right. So imagine me up on the stage holding your hand. Okay. Let's hold hands. Okay. Katie, I'm honored <laughs> to call you my bride from this day forward. I will love you always as the beautiful woman of God that you are. And I vow to be gentle with you always, but in a tough, manly kind of way. <laughs> I also promise to be faithful, honest, and patient as I lead you through our life together, striving to imitate the King, Christ, in everything I do. Okay, do you want to debrief before mine? Dang. Well, the first part was fine. I mean, I don't feel too offended by being called a woman of God. Yeah. But it is weird that that was my identity. Right. It does seem like that's my best identity, the woman of God. Right. You know. I suppose that kind of goes without saying. What? That you're a woman of God. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, that middle (laughs) middle part about how I want to be gentle with you always, but in a tough, manly kind of way. Remember that was kind of like a little bit of an inside joke with us? That was a joke with us. And your uncle, like, asked, like, are you sure you want to say it like that? Did he? Yeah. What the heck? We're and so I was weird. Like, yeah, we want to say it like that. Yeah. It wa- oh, I totally forgot. I was like, why did you say that? Because I remember it being a joke. But yeah. I guess it was only a joke between us. I like promised that I'd always be like really masculine. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, All right. The end has got to be the worst part. So. Yeah. Um, I it's think- fine. I-, I wanted to be faithful and honest and patient with you. But then it just like this whole last part, as I lead you through our life together, striving to imitate the King Christ and everything I do. Yeah. I feel like that. It's just as evidence of how passionate I was about like following God. Yeah. You even called Jesus the King before like, you said his wedding name, vows. Christ. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so, so wild, you know? And I, it's, it's weird. Like that was so serious to me. That's like the main, most important thing to me. And I know how in the last episode we talked about how like we kind of thought Jesus was the most important thing, even our relationship, like he was above us, right? Mm -hmm. Or our relationship to him was above us. And that's like exactly how this is spelled out. You know, most of my vows are about like God. Yeah. I, I think that he was the most important person in our relationship. Yeah. Which I almost couldn't say right now because it doesn't seem right but it he was like he was the head of our relationship right i feel like he was like the intellectual part of the relationship like like he was the most important part of our relationship intellectually but like practically and how i felt and how like how i feel as a real person not just like whatever knowledge Mm -hmm. you were more important than god yeah you know Yes, I think that maybe what we would have liked is if Jesus was the most important person mm-hmm. in our relationship, but... Or we felt like he should be the most important person. That's what it is. You know, and we knew, like, subconsciously knew maybe he wasn't actually, but we felt like he should be. Yes. And maybe these wedding vows were an easy way to slip a lot of God in. They were an easy way to profess how much we cared about God and how holy we were being. Yeah, right. Okay. Those are my vows. What are yours? Well, saying? wait. So okay. I feel like the I feel like you said 
you said it. I feel like this is all every like male Christians like vows that I will lead you. Yeah, it's about like, me leading you yeah. and about and, being like the strong one. And I wanted and I feel and I wanted that at the time. It's mm-hmm. weird to say I wanted a strong leader. And I think I think that's fair, no, honestly. But no, that because... like translates to now that what we want is we want each other to be strong. Right. That's true. Like I yeah. don't want to just be always constantly the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. You know, or right. you leading me. I think that I think that having someone who is a leader in your relationship is great, but like you can be a leader in some areas and I can be a leader yeah. in others. We're just like doing everything together. Yeah. You know, it's not like an official leader and an official follower. Yeah. I just feel like that leader in a man was so attractive at yeah. the time. That's what you were told was such, you know, that's a godly man if he right. is a strong leader yeah, in right. Christ. And he leads you, what did you say, through life trying to imitate Christ. Yeah, right. I was supposed to imitate Christ so much that you could imitate me. <laughs> Whatever, yes. you know. Oh, that's so strange. I, I saw this on reddit or some facebook group whatever like a hierarchy of the relationship did i show that to you that's exactly what it is yeah Yeah. it's yeah it's jesus or it's probably like god the father then jesus and then the husband the the wife the kids yeah right yeah Uh (laughs) such a there's always a hierarchy everyone has a hierarchy we always talk about this someone's one better at you than some like one step ahead of you in spirituality so they're like a mentor to you there's always a hierarchy (laughs) right okay all right, so that really that took us on a, a tangent rant. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I can do my vows now. Yes, let me let's hold hands. Again. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's important. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe, I love you so much. As you know, I've never been very good at making decisions, but the decision to get married to you needed no second thought. Okay, that's pretty <laughs> that's good. so sweet. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's where it gets dicey. Joe, are you crying? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm certain God designed you to lead me through life. So I take you as my husband and vow to respect you, honor you, love you, and be faithful to you with the help of God. Man. That's so... Okay, first of all, it's, like, so lame. Yeah. And, like, why did I... I... Okay, I had this feeling the first time we read it that this is not me. No. I think even more so than my vows... It, this seems so foreign. Yeah. Who wrote this? Some some kind of alien abducted our bodies. Like, it feels that way that a Christian alien, <laughs> like, abducted our bodies and, like, made us feel like we have to say all of these things. Like The Holy this Spirit. Is... You're describing the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We all were. Right, right. We're oh like, you know. <laughs> okay. But, but it feels so foreign. Like, definitely was not me even at the time i know that i yeah. have different like personality traits than this and yeah. i feel like this was just written for a show this was written because that's what i wanted people to think about me and that's yeah. what i thought i should be as a wife and this is what i thought i should want and this is right. what i thought a good relationship was and i did maybe at the time experience some of the good things of this mm-hmm. like style of relationship but now i'm just realizing that the only reason i said any of this or thought any of this is because you know, I was just living out this other life philosophy. Yeah, you're like living out someone else's dream almost, like this Christian dream that isn't really you. The weird thing is that, you know, we're saying this sounds so foreign that you were, that you wrote this and it sounds foreign that even I wrote that. But like realistically, 
we probably felt good about these vows when we wrote them, you know, like, even though you're saying now you felt like you're writing it, you maybe wrote it for a show or something. Right. Mm -hmm. But like at the time you didn't feel that way. No, but looking back, I think that a lot of the things we did as Christians were probably a show. Like we thought they were motivated by the purity of our heart or something, but now I can be more honest about it and realize like, yeah, I probably was, I was just really self-concerned about how I was going to look. I wanted to come across like really, really holy. I know me too. Mm -hmm. Right before we got married, my dad sat us down in the living room and I guess, talk to us about the seriousness of our decision. Yeah, because this was right around the time when everyone was having that talk with us. Yeah. Right, well, like we, we were going to marriage counseling, and then my parents, I'm sure, like, had a conversation about it, about marriage and stuff. And one of your parents' friends. Wait, what? I don't yeah. remember this. Yes, uh, I had to take a drive with her, and she talked to oh. me about marriage and being a good wife. And I wish that I could remember what she said. And I remember even at the time as a Christian, I felt that it was like overstepping. Yeah. Did you, did bounds, you feel that her, my, my boundaries, whatever. Did you feel like even before you got started the conversation, like it was overstepping boundaries or was it just after you got in the car and started talking that you were like, well, this is no, I felt that I didn't want to go have that conversation with her. And I felt she didn't have the right to talk to me about yeah. it, but I also am a nice person and also wanted to be a respect, you know, a respectful Christian woman. Right. And yeah. like, so I agreed right. to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. I know. I wish I could remember what I know. she said so much, but it seems strange now thinking about that because I feel like now you would feel justified and be like, no, I, I don't feel like going on a ride with your mom's weird friend or my mom's friend <laughs> on the car to talk about marriage. You yeah. know, right? Like you would have stood up for yourself now in a way, right? Yeah, I would. But she like, I mean, I wasn't, I was asked in the moment by her to go on a ride and not to talk about marriage, oh, but I knew that oh, we were going yeah. to. So I think now I probably would know myself better. But I mean, I was 21 at the time and yeah. I'm like already a naive, shy little Christian girl. We're so su like super respectful of anyone who's older than us, especially. And yeah, yeah. And just like, and by not being respectful, if not being respectful is saying no, then then yes right, <laughs> like yeah. that's that's like how far we thought respectful was like right. you always had to comply and like you know? listen to people's advice and yeah yeah which yeah. leads us to listening to my dad's advice right of when he sat us down in the living room and he said you know marriage is really serious and for your mom and i divorce isn't even an option like we just it's not an option yeah. and we were like, okay, dad, yeah, 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 because we already wanted to be together forever anyway, and we weren't scared of that at all. Mm -hmm. I mean, luckily, we did feel that we were soulmates Yeah. at the time, and I mean, still do, but I mean, in that moment, we were like, yeah, we'd never even think about divorce. Right, like, we divorce, don't have to have this conversation. Yeah, why are you talking about yeah. this, dad? Like, I was I was a little bit offended. I, I, you know, was thinking to myself, and we were thinking, like, he doesn't understand our relationship. You know? I don't. I don't remember feeling like that. Oh, okay. That's, I don't know that we okay, ever talked about it. Okay, that's the inside into my mind. Always. <laughs> <In> mind. <laughs> Always. I don't know that we ever talked about it at the time, um, like how we felt about those kind of things. But oh, I, yeah. I remember at the time respecting your dad for doing it, feeling like a little uncomfortable, as anyone does, like when they are talking to their in-laws. Um, but I, I had the same view. Like divorce was never 
even on the table at all. So like we almost didn't have to think about it because it was just like so far off our radar that it wasn't something we were concerned about in any way. Yeah. It, and I don't know why, I mean, I know why we didn't, we thought divorce was so horrible. It's just because it was ingrained in us growing up. Yeah. It was like a bad word. It was like a, if you heard it, someone got divorced, it was kind of like, Oh, like, did you hear so-and-so got divorced? Yeah, that's true. Because it was so shameful, like in the church, at least in our experience of the church, it seemed really shameful if somebody got divorced. But why? Because because I always thought like, well, God commands us to state like that divorce is an option and that marriage is between one man and a woman for the rest of their lives and there's not an option and like divorce is such a like such an insult to God or something like that. Yeah, like it felt so it felt like by getting a divorce it was like you're a bad person if you get a divorce almost. You know, I don't think I practically thought that, but it kind of felt that way. Yeah, I think it was because you couldn't it you you were viewed as not a committed person and then you also were ruining breaking this holy union. Yeah. Because marriage in the church is seen as so much more than just marriage I think in the rest of the right. world, which I didn't realize until now, but that marriage is like a covenant and it's, you know, holy and it's like sacred. some spiritual stuff happens when you're you get married. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like if you break that, you're breaking a really sacred vow that right. you made to God and like a covenant. They talked about like covenants yes. and how serious that is and, and all that. There are some ver- and there are some Bible verses that back that up or back up like anti-divorce stance. Yeah. You know, I mean, some people interpret them differently now and some churches are liberal enough to like love people who have been divorced. I don't think it's very common now for, you know, divorced people to be shunned from churches, but just like it was like socially shunned. Yeah. Shunned. I bet, I bet a lot of churches like the ones we grew up in, if somebody who was like in leadership in the church Oh. got a divorce with their wife they might like ask them to not be leaders anymore that's you know? true like that's i think totally it's like really true. serious it's like one of the worst sins you know how i always felt like well, sex before marriage sex is before marriage worse. is really really bad divorce was like really bad i always thought like swearing was one that i felt like was an indicator if someone was a christian or not <laughs> so you know, it was far like from it was, the other two well you know you know what i'm saying I, it was like one of the hot like the hot sins the christians were really concerned <laughs> about that yeah yeah and we were too so yeah, your dad's conversation for me, I like agreed with him and I thought, you know, that's fine. That makes total sense. I think that marriages should never end in divorce un- except under like really, really specific circumstances. Um, I think we thought like the only time you could ever get a divorce is when, if a spouse cheats on the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that, that was like the only way out. Only acceptable time. Yeah. Even to the point of, I remember I had certain beliefs about like abuse and stuff. And I used to feel like if a husband abused his wife, that like the wife shouldn't just immediately get a divorce, but they need to like do everything they can to try to work it out because it's God's will that they stay together. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah. So that's like a hardcore example. So seriously, basically it it was like, if you haven't done everything you possibly can, then you're in the wrong for getting a divorce. For sure. And if you have done everything you possibly can, then you're just not very committed or something. Yeah, yeah, something. It's I don't strange. know, we couldn't understand it, you know? Yeah. If that option happened to someone, it was like, I don't know what that is. That, you like, suck. I don't understand your situation. <laughs> yeah, terrible for Christian. You. you failed. Right, yeah. It's, it's not funny, <laughs> Joe. Katie, that's not funny. So, <laughs> leaving the church, um, 
we never, I never anticipated the thought of divorce or the topic of it to come up and have to be, you know, reformed, yeah. I guess. And one, I don't know, one day, or maybe it was just like, you know, one month I realized, you know, like, wow, is divorce a, an option now? Yeah, right. And it was really, I didn't say it out loud right away because I, I was thinking in my head that, I don't know, I had this feeling that if you brought up the word divorce, instantly would ruin your marriage yeah. and you would get a divorce. Because <laughs> right. It was like a magic word. Like you open the floodgate or something yeah, or you like unlock the door and now it's out. You can't get it back. Yeah, someone because someone, one of you decided to be like, are we, do we have to think about divorce now? And then yeah. the other person gets really like insecure defensive, and then they're like defensive yeah. and then that's it. Like you're done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't bring it up with you for a while. I think I was the one who brought it up though. Yeah. Were you thinking about it? Do you remember thinking about it before we talked about it? Um, I don't think so. I actually, I vaguely remember when the first time you brought it up to me, mm-hmm. and I don't even, I don't remember what the context was when you did bring it up to me the first time, but I kind of remember like about the time period it happened. Um, I felt really hurt and like really, really defensive right away, you know? Yeah. And I, same. I, I think that I mean, the same thing we were saying would happen. Same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think part of that is due to my like Christian upbringing and my fear of divorce. But I think another like important part of that is I just wasn't as like emotionally mature as a person to be able to talk about difficult things. Cause I was just thinking we, it kind of seems like there were a lot of things that when we were Christian, we didn't really talk about. Yeah. Like we didn't share our feelings as much with each other or something, Mm -hmm. but that it's possible that has less to do with Christianity and just more to do with us maturing as we get older. But anyways, Mm -hmm. all that being said, I, when you brought that up, I was scared for sure. It Mm -hmm. was, it's like, we, this is something we don't ever talk about. We decided that it wasn't on the table and now it's like, well, it is on the table. Now we need to like deal with it or Mm -hmm. something felt like a, a big deal. It felt you know? it was a big deal. I felt mm-hmm. like I well already our faith had crumbled and then just us believing in God altogether crumbled. Yeah. And the Bible crumbled right. and you know, we our community crumbled. Mm-hmm. Um what we th- who we thought we were crumbled and then I was like is it our marriage next? Does that mean that our view of of divorce is crumbled and yes it does i mean that was like the logical chain of right. events like yeah. events you know everything everything we thought we could count on in our life is done was like gone yeah. yeah so i i just thought that we should at least talk about it because i like thought popped into my head i didn't mean it to and then it tortured me until i brought it up yeah. is what usually happens so i thought well i bet we better talk about it i love together. that about you <laughs> that you get something in your head and you like have to bring it up it just comes out for me, it's like all just bottled up and then we never get anywhere. I feel like you've, you're good at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm good at being honest and making everyone mad and spiked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so this conversation had to happen. Like is now that we're not Christian, doesn't that mean that divorce is an option for us? And yeah. we need to talk about it and see like, do we want to get a divorce? Not that we were feeling that we wanted to divorce each other yet. Yeah. Yet. But we were thinking like, does that mean, you know, do we have anything in common anymore with yeah. this Christianity? And does divorce, does it look different for us now? Well, yeah. And we had been together for like six years or seven years. And I had honestly, I don't know if I've ever thought about it. I never thought about it. <clears throat> like, never. Imagine my life without you. I don't, you know? Yeah, never. So this was kind of a first. It was just 
shocking, like having these thoughts it was hit weird. my brain for the first time and it like kind of feeling how they would feel. I feel like we never considered <laughs> that before. I know. I just had a weird thought. I was just thinking that this seems like everything that happened to us after religion is I feel like we just had to grow up like really yeah. fast. It's like, and even with this conversation about divorce, it's like thinking back on it, me as my self without like <laughs> with the Christian attitude, I just feel uh-huh. like a baby. And, and I'm like, I just like mommy and daddy got to grow up. Now we got to talk <laughs> yeah, about divorce. Mom and dad gotta grow up. <laughs> like it just seems like we had to just grow up I and know. take responsibility and yeah. like, talk about stuff and stop being scared. Right. Yeah. That's, that's how I that's feel kind of right like now. the tone of every one of these topics we're talking about. Yeah. You know? But they, but at the time they were really scary and I can't, I don't have, I did not have that perspective and neither right. did you No. looking back on it. It's super easy to, see that we just were growing up but it was like really scary in the moment and the conversation started a chain of divorce conversations right like over months and months yeah and like months. years probably maybe year. one year yeah yeah but it like never left our mind right when we brought it when, we, when i first brought it up so so in a way it kind of was like the cat's out of the bag you know yeah so we began to examine just first of all the obvious question was you know the obvious reason to look at divorce was like we left our faith is that the reason why we got married yeah and we talked about that a lot right we ultimately decided and i in the moment and i feel like we can see that now is that like we didn't get married just because of jesus yeah. we, and we talk about it that we were kind of happy that we had a ton in common when we first got married like and other, like, than, other Christianity. than Christianity. Yeah. And we had a lot of the similar likes and we were really good friends. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's like all stuff that secular people <laughs> like aim for when they're trying to pick someone. Yeah. Out, you know? yeah. yeah. I felt like we, I felt like we did have a really good base. Right. Um, but the problem was now we were going through so many changes yeah. and we, I was like, I don't know if we're going through changes and if we're going through changes that, or we have problems we need to fix to get back to our normal selves. Or if this is just like the like, new us, right? you yeah. know, like I didn't know if like our depression or your lack of emotion or um, lack of identity, self-consciousness, every, every single negative thing we had to go through when we left, which, you know, we didn't realize what was happening to us. I didn't know if that was like our new selves now. Right. You know, you can't tell, you know, we had, I didn't such know a it strong... was really a problem. I didn't know we were having problems yeah. like in our, in our own selves. Right. I, I thought we were just we didn't know regular, happening. like yeah. we were just, Oh, we're fine. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but actually looking back, we had so many problems yeah. that we had to that... work through that we are still working through, but are now no longer like so bad. Yeah. Like that were there, like, I don't know, hurting our, uh, hurting ourselves and hurting our conversations and like stuff. out of control, bad, yeah, like out of where control. we can't stop thinking about that yeah. or whatever, you know, I, I think we've had people, a lot of you guys have messaged us um, and shared different stories about your relationships and how leaving Christianity affected them. And of course, some of you went through divorce and I having gone through the deconversion process, I can totally see how that would happen. Yeah. Like how that, because for us, a little insight into our personal lives, I feel like the last a year and a half ago or two years ago, we went through a long period of what you're just saying of kind of figuring out who we were. And we fought a lot. Yeah, it was it super weird. It was weird. so weird because we never fought. Yeah. Like for the longest time, we'd never fought. And now, you know, the thoughts would pop into my head like, oh, is this, this is just what the Christian said. We're like fighting now. Now that we don't have God in our marriage, we're fighting with each other now. And it was really, it was super scary, 
You know, I... I didn't think that. You didn't feel that? No, I I thought that's what Christians would think, but I knew that it was like... I was just thinking if anyone would have said that to me, I'd be like, come on, dude. Like, obviously, if you left a huge ideology, you would start fighting. Yeah. Like, just it's the fact that you, like, changed your life perspective. Yeah. That causes fights, you know? I knew that Christians would think that, but I just, I knew for myself that it wasn't, like, obviously, it wasn't like a, didn't make me want to go back to Christianity. Right. Yeah. In a way. Well, I'm not saying it made me want to go back to Christianity, but Joe, I'm saying that you want to be it, a Christian again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that it was basically like a year of us arguing and fighting and not knowing what was really going on. It's kind of what you said. You know, I, I, those thoughts about Christianity popped into my head because I was just so confused about everything. I didn't know why we weren't getting along and what was happening, but I, I really do feel like leaving Christianity kind of forces you to grow up really quick in a certain sense. Or we just like dove deep into ourselves for a while after leaving our faith. And it really shook up every part of our life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember fighting so much and then like, then in the fights bringing up divorce and just being like what does and that this hurt mean? so much yeah like and i was just thinking of course it hurt but i was just, i was so scared that we were both wasting each other's lives yeah and that we are we actually meant to be together and you know like i said i didn't know that we had so many things that we needed to work on i right. had no awareness of what was going on with us and I felt that we kept, we were talking about this the other day, we kept getting into these cycles of like a fight and then we talk about it for so long and it was the same things we'd always fight about right. every time and then it would get better and then like, you know, we'd promise not to do that again and then the same thing would happen over yeah. and over again. And, you know, we were dealing with problems with sex, we were dealing with problems with, I think, each other hating our, our own selves. Yeah. And, um, you, uh, felt like an empty person. You got depressed for the right. first time in your life. And I didn't know how to deal with it mm -hmm. at all because I had always been the one who was more emotional and depressed yeah. and you were, you know, better at keeping me positive. Right. And I don't know. There are so many things that we can't even remember that we are going through yeah. that were ca was causing all of this turmoil. It just, it felt like too, too much stuff too fast. You know, mm -hmm. it was like everything seemed like it was falling apart. And yeah, I, the, the thing that really sucked is that I felt like I couldn't talk to my family or like some other people who are close to me about any of the stuff we're going through, because since they're Christian, I was worried that they would immediately be like, well, yeah, you're depressed, but it, <laughs> we, you know, we told you that that was going to happen. God tells us that that's what happens when you leave the fold, you know? And so it felt like super isolating from being from leaving Christianity and leaving a community. And then also doubly isolating that you can't like get comfort from any of those people anymore. Like even your closest family members or whatever. I know. And while looking back, they're not like divorce or relationship counselors. Well, so they a, shouldn't yeah. even be, but we did like, we hold our family really high, right? you know, in our, our church community, like we would go to them for everything mm -hmm. and everything we needed help from. I don't know. All of these conversations about divorce were, were super hard. And I, I feel like it should be, I would love to hear about more people who talked about divorce, you know, in the yeah. relationship. And I feel, I think that everybody should. I want, and I think that maybe like secular couples do. Mm -hmm. 
it's just strange to have a topic that's so taboo. Yeah. And I understand. It is really taboo. It's You're taboo. Right. And it's I, super taboo, at least in our experience. Like in their eyes, it's, it's, um, you know, not talked about because it's not an option because they really want to make the marriage work. But what it turns out is it turn, turns into is it turns into a topic you can't talk about and right. anything like that seems dangerous yeah. in a relationship. Well, that's the same thing as like sex education. The church teaches abstinence only. It's basically like, just don't ever do that thing. We're yeah. not going to talk about it anymore. And it's, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Not a very good way to stop sex or right. stop like sex diseases and yeah. all of that. For some reason, after all of our talk about divorce, we we got over it. Okay, and this is so weird. I I don't know what was the thing that got us over this, but I know that we had to like stop our lives like several times and be like, we cannot, you know, have we cannot have our normal routine. You know, yeah. we had months where we like we need to meditate every day. We need to be reading books that are just about positive yeah. things and we like need we need to do it every we day we need to like i left our, and took that trip yeah to go like just reset for a few days and be separate and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and i like i like dedicated myself to like meditation for a month and like <laughs> right. and we were read and then we started reading books together that mm-hmm. not even about relationships but just about like your mindset yeah and that really helped but I, so that'll just say there were a lot of things, but I don't know. We somehow got past this divorce topic, but yeah. I, and it really showed me when we were on the other side that it, you know, it was a problem with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we had, we had so much to grow up from and so much to relearn and so many terrible mind spirals that we, that we, that happened to us. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that it, you know, you can't really be in a good relationship, a healthy relationship, if you're not healthy yourself. Yeah. And that, like, became really apparent. Yeah. And I don't know that I ever, or we ever talked about that. Like, we never talked about our own mental health or, like, our own individuality in the relationship. No. I don't think that was ever important no. to us. Right. You know, and we never, and we, we never needed it before. So, it was strange at this time like how everything happened at once, Mm -hmm. how we needed everything at once. We needed to redefine ourselves and our individuality and yeah, become healthy again. Right. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head when you were just saying, I think we were just two really unhealthy individuals who needed to grow up and grow out of some like insecurities and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking the divorce thing, I, I think like probably the biggest emotion I felt around that whole thing was insecurity. Mm -hmm. I think I, I was so terrified of the fact that now that divorce is on the table, now you could like get rid of Just me. Just get rid of you. you. Know? Mm-hmm. And that was never an option. I think there was some kind of, there was some feeling of security like in a Christian marriage. Yeah, absolutely. A guarantee that you guys are never going to break up. Like no matter how much I mess up mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. you can't break up with me. But yeah. <laughs> but so the the other side of that coin is that we're realizing if your relationship has no no option to leave if you can't divorce then it's like a prison exactly yeah and we just heard that on the podcast yeah recently oh yeah with our Duh. friends chris and christina sellers yeah it's a really good podcast and i think we shared it on the day that we listened to it mm-hmm. um yeah we were basically in a prison i think that like emotional health in your relationship is so important and like as you grow you're you're always learning but i think like one of the biggest things has got to been how we had to like relearn everything at once. Right. I just like leaving the religion. Mm-hmm. We were 
we didn't have any semblance of any kind of health anymore. Like at <laughs> no. least God was holding us together before. Yeah. I mean, he was like something to put our problems on. Exactly. And like our blame, like blame, like other problems on the devil. I don't know. Right. I mean, like some, somewhere to put like our, our stuff. Yeah. And now that we had nothing to hide behind, it was just us. It's just us. Like, us like I alone. said in the beginning, yeah. we had to take responsibility. Right. You know, we're con constantly learning that we have to just take back responsibility for our lives yeah right but i think that the most important thing was that both of us were shattered and we needed to find ourselves again yeah to come back to ourselves i remember for the first time actually during this period um like taking a nap or something and daydreaming about me on my deathbed and thinking about how no matter what even if you're there with me on my deathbed i will be alone in the universe Whoa, like it's that's only me so sad well so it <laughs> felt sad it felt really sad mm -hmm. but in another way it also felt like it flipped a switch in me or if where I, I don't know it kind of sunk in that like you know what my life is up to me like my life is my own mm -hmm. and i've chosen to share that with you and i love that and i never you know i don't want to change that but like when we die we're going to be like alone you know yeah. mm -hmm. and every choice I make, like I'm determining what my life is. And, and I don't know, it was, it, it was equally sad as it was really powerful. And it kind of like shook me out of something. And I remember feeling really motivated by that thought. Wow. In a weird way. No, that's yeah. really beautiful. I mean, it was sad at first, just, Oh, just the picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't stop crying now. That's yeah, another. But I think that's motivating. It's true. Like, it comes down to like what we even say, I think on our Instagram, we've said it so many times, like how important self love is. Yeah. It's so corny if you want to think about it that way, but right. it's, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. We as Christians, as ex Christians, especially like, I think it's normal for other people to feel self love. And I think for us, it's looked at it's as selfish. Not. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, they want you to love yourselves and they would never say, yeah, you shouldn't hate yourself, but what about like you're a sinner and you're not as perfect as Jesus and you need him. You yeah. need someone else. The only way to be good is if he tells you that you're good or he works through you. Yeah. You know, like all of that stuff, you know, it's corny, but it's so true that we needed self love and we are alone. We're, we're alone in our own bodies. Yeah. You can't hear my thoughts. No. Like, and I, I can't, can't feel hear, what you're feeling. Yeah, so we have to take responsibility for those things that are happening inside of us. Mm -hmm. oh, this is getting powerful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the, this process, like, it really changed the way we viewed divorce, viewed marriage, and valued our marriage, yeah. our, rela our relationship. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking I kind of feel like we began to value our marriage and our relationship at the same rate as we began to value our life and our time here. Yeah. You know, that's true. It's, I think like divorce coming up was one thing that really shocked me. But another piece of that leaving Christianity was the fact that we all we have is this life. Mm -hmm. At least we only have a guarantee of this life, mm -hmm. not even a guarantee, but you know, all we have is this moment, this every, this time every day. Mm -hmm. And so it was a matter of like, 
choosing to live, you know, in terms of life or with when we're talking about divorce. Now, every day, it's it's a matter of me choosing that I want to be with you. I know. And that's so, I don't know, both choosing to be with you or choosing to be with your spouse as well as like choosing to live every day. That is so beautiful to me that like that's kind of the human, that's our job as humans. That's beautiful to me too. It, it goes with the same thing of like doing good without being told to, Mm -hmm. you know, choosing love without like being trapped in a prison of marriage, you know, like, and that's not to say that we, that's not to say that we know what our future holds. Absolutely. But like, I, we've like grown, I think, and to learn to value our marriage and our love because every day we choose each other Mm -hmm. and we choose ourselves. Yeah. To, to keep ourselves healthy so that we can keep our relationship healthy. Yeah. It's like, it makes marriage way more romantic. Right. You know, it's not just like this. It's more real. It's It's like more real Mm -hmm. and turned on and like vibrant. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about it before. I feel like this comes up in a lot of episodes, but everything in our life and including our marriage now feels so much more like vibrant and alive and so much. Well, colorful. Colorful. Yeah. We came from black and white. Right. Viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. And now everything is as co- any color mm-hmm. it wants to be. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. I know. <laughs> you know, as a Christian, I really felt like this is the right way to do marriage. And I, I felt like there's no better way to be married than to be in a Christian marriage because like we have it right, you know? <laughs> yeah. But now it's just like, man, I, I see so clearly it's, it feels riskier like this in a way, like it's riskier. We could get divorced mm-hmm. now. <laughs> like a lot more stuff could go wrong now. Yeah. But in the but same what way, could? there was nothing stopping us on the other side except our mind. Right. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it's the same. Even if you think about it, it's just exactly the same. Yeah. How weird. We're still married. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> we like, we're so scared that if we say divorce, like our magical sacred bond will be broken yeah, instantly. And like, somehow we'll like yeah. accidentally get married get divorced yeah like outside of our control yeah yeah i don't know it felt that way for some reason i'm probably yeah. gonna divorce you because you shattered our okay, lamp no, right please. before this Dang podcast it. i knew you're gonna bring that up on here <laughs> i was waiting <laughs> i'm okay. sorry i broke the lamp <laughs> um, i know i'm not gonna divorce you because of that i'm not that shallow what i really liked about talking about divorce openly was that it started us talking like about other harder conversations and I never realized how much we hadn't talked about as a couple. I thought that we were very open and we talked about everything, right? but we didn't. There were so many things. we So many like closet topics that we weren't, we just didn't talk about. Yeah. Like certain things in sex and like obviously divorce and your very deep, dark feelings. Yeah. Like, secrets you were embarrassed of you never told anyone yeah right especially like like if you like masturbated right (laughs) like weird dark sins from your childhood (laughs) yeah yeah that's true or like if you had any bad weird dreams that you never told anyone you're right actually it seems like facing divorce as a topic (laughs) and like talking about it unlocked a bunch of different areas of our each other like we 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 could talk about that stuff because we had gone through like a really hard one yes and it taught us to also not be, so not be, I guess what the word is triggered or like spiked. If one of us brings up something yeah. that's triggery, right? you know, yeah. like how do, 
if somebody wants to bring up a topic that's hard, that doesn't mean that they're trying to attack the relationship. That might actually mean that they're trying to benefit the relationship. Yeah, exactly. And not to get so upset if someone brings up a topic, you know, like you were, you got upset when I brought up divorce and right. understandably so. And other topics you've brought up with me, I feel hurt, Yeah, you know, but like realizing that when we bring up topics like that, we need to stop ourselves and be like, <laughs> hey, wait, this is probably not them trying to hurt me. This is probably just, I need to you know, be mature and talk <laughs> about this topic, here. take back responsibility yeah, and fix our relation and yeah. use this as an opportunity to grow in your relationship. Right. Yeah. Do, you need do the Caesar Milan and stay calm and assertive. Yes. <laughs> That's always the best way to be <laughs> yeah. actually. Yeah. Best life philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That's actually so interesting that there were so many areas that we talked about after that. And since then, and even now, you know, we were listening to that podcast the other day and had like a conversation for the first time in our relationship about certain things and it's like whoa this is crazy you know yeah and again i want to say too i I feel like that all of these things are kind of just the process of growing up like Mm -hmm. maturing as a person um but it felt like we christianity had like been the lock on the door Mm -hmm. to all that growth Mm -hmm. and the second that lock came off it's like an explosion of growth Mm -hmm. which has been really hard and like jarring and oh. worldview shattering but it's also been growth and it's been amazing like i never ever would want would would change what happened mm-hmm. even the like air quote negative stuff that was happening to yeah. us and the fights we had uh-huh. were so necessary to get us to where we are right now mm-hmm. that's such a i don't know it's it's so great to be able to look at it that way yeah that's a beautiful way to put it because that's exactly what it felt like that we got unlocked from this cage and right. we were just like crazy, like, blah, like, <laughs> like everywhere, falling, like, <laughs> like falling and trying to pick up the pieces yeah. of everything as they're falling. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why it was like so hard. Yeah. I think I've said that a million times. Right. It was so hard. It was the hardest thing ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talk to your spouse about divorce. <laughs> yeah. Don't let it be scary. Dude, bring up those hard topics. Cause they, turn out to be some of the best conversations you've had i bet i bet and i bet you might need to practice them if you haven't tried yet practice because yeah. we had to practice we being still have to practice and kind yeah yeah you're but, still mad when i broke the lamp so we haven't uh, arrived yet that's harder Joe. <laughs> that's harder than divorce <laughs> yeah i i feel like if you ever want to talk about anything in our relationship you can yeah i feel that way now too <laughs> yeah I could bring up anything. Bring up anything. I did not feel that way before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to be your leader and like protect you from things or whatever. We're just on the same page now. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to be led. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to submit. I'm glad that we're in a relationship that we're choosing to be in and that we're not just bound by a, by an invisible covenant that we can never, ever break. I think it makes a relationship sweeter. It definitely does. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, that's a good place to wrap up for today. Um, like we said before, this is something that we are continually processing our relationship and how it is now. And I think we still have a lot of growth to do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, even listening to ourselves have this conversation, I keep thinking like, man, we're definitely like emotionally immature in some ways still. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we're still growing, still figuring things out and definitely don't have any of the answers. I just think that we're both in a place where we feel like leaving Christianity helped us to understand a lot of these concepts like divorce uh, so much better than we ever did in our past. Mm -hmm. And not be afraid of a lot of things that are potential 
good topics for growth in a relationship. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you all so much for coming along on this journey with us. All of your messages and support means so much. If you'd like to connect with us or support our podcast, there are a few different ways you can do that. First, you can find us on Instagram at born.again.again. You can also join our private group on Facebook. Or you can check out our website, bornagainagain.co, where we have all of these episodes, our blog with some posts that we've written, as well as a big list of books, movies, documentaries, and articles that have been helpful in our deconversion. And finally, if you'd like to support us financially, you can do that through our Patreon. Again, thank you so much. 